feel as if I can honestly say at this point that we've just got we've got our list of topics here and we'll just talk about this one for a short period of time and then we'll move into the main one. No, I don't think you can do that again. I think after yesterday, really, that just is entirely <laughs> futile. I, I can I can lay off somewhat of the agenda for, for today's episode just so we can say, okay, this is our intention for the episode <laughs> to talk about these things. So the, the, main, the main headline, obviously, like we said yesterday, is my Substack and what I'm going through personally with that. Uh, and also a few things that have actually arisen in the meantime too. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that because of those things that have arisen, I'm probably going to have to dedicate myself to them for the next couple of days until I sort of get my shit together a little bit and can <laughs> hopefully produce something of worthwhile quality. I think even me just using the word worthwhile then I found was somewhat of a fallacy in that context based on what I've now learned. So, can you, <laughs> can you restructure your sentence? <laughs> It will not be worth the listener's while to Ooh. read what I have to say <laughs> until I make some necessary adjustments. There you go. You're welcome. Uh, but I, uh, the, the one I want to open on though, uh, so after yesterday's episode where we discussed kind of the, the, the latest event or the latest mm-hmm. you know news that we basically now have a, a definite... It's it's not de- it's a it's a definite vague period of time. I know. It's a week or so. Yeah. So the fact that it's actually been defined, uh, yes, that's that was a bit of a shock to us yesterday, and we discussed that in yesterday's episode. We also discussed how we kind of transmute that shock and that fear into something a bit more positive and something that's going to just help us move through the rest of the time we have here with a bit more, hopefully, grace uh, and and ease. So. I wanted to start with just talking about that because funnily enough, and we both felt this independently and then actually shared with each other last night that we yeah. were both actually having these feelings. Mm-hmm. I know for me personally, so I'll start there and then you can share your your experience with it. So after we discussed yesterday, we had our like three hour conversation prior to recording and then we recorded for nearly an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. So we had, you know, not far off like five hours of discussion yesterday morning, trying to come to terms with the situation that we're in and then trying to establish how we can actually take it and move forward in a productive manner with it, just so that we don't fall down into the depths and become mired in in mental and spiritual (laughs) squalor. Uh, after, After that conversation, I dare say it was probably after, I don't know, I think we went, we went food shopping. I believe, not long after the podcast. And when I got back from there, so it was around mid-afternoon, I started sort of thinking about what we'd spoken about. And it was the the kind of clarity or the initial uh, vivid feelings or thoughts that I, w- I was having around what was what was going to happen and what how we were going to be that we detailed in the podcast and prior. It lost its... Um, vivacity. Sure. Yep. Um, it was no longer something that was so clear and, and 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 defined in my mind as what it had been in that morning, which is really really strange. The scenario you mean? Yeah. yeah. So all the hypotheticals and the scenarios, yeah. the one that was the most likely. So in the in the event in the in the uh, uh, in the event that nothing occurs here and within you know the the, the rest of our remaining time then the scenario that seemed the most likely to occur um, when we had our discussion yesterday was uh, in the by the mid-afternoon, no longer something that felt like it was actually going to be a thing. 
when I was thinking about it later with the detachment of, I guess, uh, you know, the space, with the space between the, me then and the conversation that we'd had, it lost its kind of vigor a little bit. Mm. And so it's funny when I sort of think about that, it's, it's sort of suggested to me that it's just not going to happen. Because then with that, that loss of different definition and form and, and it sort of blurred and became a bit more vague when I was trying to think about it, usually when that happens, it basically means that it's, well, it's not going to happen. It's just some, it's some vague thing that just for some reason feels incredibly murky and cloudy and like it's not really, that's not what's going to be happening, sure. if that makes sense. It makes sense to me because I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay, well, <coughs> we basically, I, I, I didn't actually share the specifics no, of what we were going to do, but uh, one of the specifics, the scenario that we specifically decided before we started recording on what we were going to do once we return, yep. that scenario, which was very solid, a very solid, um, vivid image in my mind when we were recording and having the discussion by later that afternoon, like I said, it lost that, it lost that vivacity. It, it was and kind of like falling off. A bit and vivacity, sure. vivacity. Anyway, it, yeah, it was. It was sort of. It felt like it was kind of crumbling away, sure. and it was no longer such a vivid mm. um, image in my head. And usually, when when I'm lacking, when I have vague imagery in my head about something, especially when it comes to how I should act or mm-hmm. what my plan is for going forward, if that image starts to lose its its um, its shape then it kind of feels like it's beca- it becomes more unreal or more or less likely yep. if that yep. makes sense yep. and that's that's partially I, I guess like that intuitive feel feeling mm-hmm. that that's I guess composed of that feeling that it's just less likely that's more necessarily of a of an intuitive thing than actually not because it hasn't happened yet so I can't know for real or we haven't yeah. we're not in the I, I don't feel as though we're necessarily in a scenario which has definitely triggered that course of events yet mm-hmm. so it's like we have that that course of events hasn't even been triggered yet so i can't know for sure whether or not it's actually a viable Maybe there's nothing for you to respond to no so it's just it was just a hypothetical it's it's a hypothetical that's rooted into my best understanding in the moment what is the most likely thing yeah so, but then again, like it's the most likely doesn't mean that it is going to become a fact. No. It is the Just most likely thing to become a fact based on what I can think of in this moment. That's it, yeah. So you like create your own um, scenario and like, okay, well, if this is something that I have to do, because um, this is what I need and you set up, okay, what do I have? I have everything I need. And then you're going, okay, well, this, like, this is probably the, this is what I need or this is what I think I need. And because always the universe has... <laughs> loves to kind of step in and, and well, you never know you never know till you know no, you never know till you know till it's, it's sort of happened until until it's happened it's just gets to remain a sort of abstract idea mm. and you know and that abstract idea of of what some future t- event can be you know bolstered a little bit by by you know being ultra realistic about you know the cause and effect the the, the causes that will yeah. lead to that effect yeah you know, if you can determine okay i can understand like logically how this situation could occur based on very real elements of my my reality right now then obviously the more realistic you can be about your situation the more i think logically supported is your 
view of a future time. Mm. But I mean, ultimately, the future time is still a future time. You don't know what could happen in the meantime. It's, uh, yeah, no. And especially if you're um, you're open to other scenarios and better scenarios for your high school and the high school of all, which is what we always ask for. And what I have learnt is that that feeling, that intuitive feel is not nothing. And so when you start to get intuitive inklings that what you're expecting or what you think perhaps is not going to eventuate or there's something else or it's not the entirety of the picture that the fact that that's not nothing to me, I've learned to trust that. So the now that I've lost that vivid imagery in my mind about that future time and then when I try and conjure it up again, it just feels wrong. It feels like I'm, I'm forcing it. I'm forcing the image into my mind as opposed to just flowing in because it's the one that feels right. That's fun. When that ha- when that happens, it's like I'm okay. That kind of makes me feel as though it's not going to happen. I'm gonna. I will actually force it. I, I will in in physical reality force it to happen. If I'm trying to force this image into my mind of what I think is going to happen, then I'm also probably going to be forcing it into reality. And if I have to force something into place, then it's probably it's there's a resistance. That resistance yeah. to to occurring is happening for a reason. And if I'm trying to take control of the situation and it's requiring a fair bit of force to kind of pummel the situation into my expectation of it, well, then obviously there's no ease. There's not that ease that I think comes with with the natural flow of life, of reality. I think reality flows very, very well. And I think it flows better when you don't try and force it to flow in in a certain channel. Yeah, I always think that when you meet resistance, it's something that you have to open your eyes up to. What am I resisting? Yeah, yeah. Because then you get you get put back on track, especially if you're open to it. Like I, I, f- I feel the same, the same, the same feeling. It's do, like, do I describe all that well? I think. Well, does it matter? Anyway. Yeah. Oh, I like. I know what you're saying. Mm. And when you try to force forcing something, doesn't like. For some, it works. Sometimes people have to make it happen. I mean, you got to go out there and do things. Yeah. But for for the majority, for most of us. I say that because gener- the generators make up a lot of um, the population and it's not for us to force anything. It's for us to respond to things and you're meant to respond to the ideas and the things around you. And when you meet resistance, you meet your not self thing, which is like frustration or bitterness or anger and all of that. And when you hit that, you have to, t- you're going to be like, wait, hang on a second. What's, what am I resisting? What am I resisting here? And what's, why? Why, why am I resisting? And then you get back on course. You're like, oh, okay, well, I understand that because I don't want to do that. So that's why I'm doing this because, but it doesn't make me feel good. And, you know, you, you change course. Yeah. I, I do believe that we are changing course. It feels like that because when you're, when you're forcing something physically, it's something that isn't, wouldn't easily have occurred without your forcing it. Mm. And I feel like it's the same thing spiritually right now or yeah. mentally when I'm trying to cast myself forward in my mind to that future time. It's not coming easily to me. Yeah. And the only way for it to come to me is for me to mentally like force it with my imagination that that thing's going to happen. Yeah. And so to me, I think there is a congruency between the the, the unseen um, spiritual elements of your life, mm-hmm. of reality, and the material elements of reality. And so when there's an incongruency between those two things, well, there's a force being applied somewhere to, to create the congruency. Yeah. It's... Uh, and so if the 
material if the material world hasn't caught up to your your future projections which obviously it can't because no, your future projections is your idea your imagination projecting yeah. itself forward into the future so material material worlds happening now not then um you know unless you get into really abstract <laughs> i don't know i don't know how far physics is with all that it's probably so much further than above my yeah. anyway um <laughs> So as long as you're you're doing that, well, then it's only your spiritual projection. I feel as though that can uh, be out of out of whack with the reality of the situation. And I feel like, but perhaps even when you're projecting yourself forward into the future and you get your intuition involved and you start to feel whether or not something's right, perhaps there is a you know the, the, the concept of a perhaps a future timeline or a, or all time that's happening all at once, and you're tapping into the time that hasn't occurred yet in your physical reality. And is, is something that you're projecting yourself and you're tapping into something mm. that you are becoming or the mm. reality itself is becoming that future time. Yeah. And that's like the free will thing. It's like every decision you make changes the course of your future. I guess. Yeah. And so, I mean, I don't necessarily know the, comp- the implications of all that type of stuff. I don't even, I haven't fleshed any of that stuff out or really read yeah. anything into it. So I'm just like spitballing a little bit here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you, perhaps when the trajectory that you're on perhaps and how that ultimately plays itself out as far as cause and effect is concerned if you try and project yourself into the into the future using your imagination to make plans which obviously you need to make plans you need to be able to plan and planning requires that you make that sort of projection with visualization especially and so you're tapping into or you're trying to tap into a likely effect of your current situation being the cause and I guess when you feel as though, when it feels wrong, your projection feels wrong or you feel like your projection is being forced, perhaps it's because your your idea of what's going to happen is not in congruence with what what is going to happen based on your current trajectory. Mm. Does, does that make sense? Yeah, I, I, I get it. Um, like what you, what you think is very different to what could happen. So it's like we have an idea of what, what could happen and that's what we fleshed out. We fleshed out every possible scenario that could happen that we know to the best of our ability that is in alignment with what we want because we know what we want. So we've that's the, the thinking, being like, okay, this is what I want and then connecting that with the heart, being like, yes, this is what we want for this reason. Why do we want it? And then we can pick scenarios that we think However, what is the magic part of life and what we've experienced time and time again, especially over the last two years, or especially over the last, say, say maybe like 12 months, is that the universe always has a better plan. Well, think about perhaps, okay, think about your life as a line from start to finish. Mm-hmm. And every decision you make is a bend in the line or a, or a, a change of direction in a straight line. Yep. So your life probably becomes more, instead of a straight line, perhaps it zigzags. Sure. And so every time you make a decision, the line changes direction rapidly and you end up with, I guess, a zig. Yeah. And then it changes again, you end up with a zigzag. Yeah. That, that type of thing. And so sure. the trajectory that you're on perhaps changes with every decision. And so when you think about perhaps where you're at, because you're at some point along that line mm. and the trajectory that you're going on is not defined materially because it hasn't happened yet, but perhaps it's defined in some more abstract sense. It's it's there and it's ha- and it will happen. 
unless you make a decision that takes you off of that trajectory. And I guess in the moment when you're furnished only with what you understand, not um, necessarily what is or anything like that, um, there's elements of your situation that you're not aware of at all times, same as us. Yeah. We don't know what we don't know right now. We're having an experience and, you know, we're experiencing reality, but I can't definitively detail exactly all the elements of my reality right or now. all the opportunities available That's right. You. That's right. Yeah. So all of those are taken into account, I guess, when, when we're talking about the trajectory of your current situation. Mm-hmm. And I feel as though when we try and project forward to predict what tra- like the outcome of that trajectory, we if it feels right, if it feels like, okay, that, that kind of seems like it works, then I guess that's when we perhaps pro- we're projecting correctly or as close to pr- correctly as we can get. Yeah. Um, but if we're not projecting correctly, then I guess that's when you start to feel like uh, you, you lose it. And that's when you have to fall. You're feeling like, yeah, yeah. there's a resistance to your, your, the, the imagery that you're conjuring up about what's going to happen in the future. There's a resistance to that imagery coming mm. so- solidly into your mind. Yeah. This is really abstract. Mm. Um, I'm just trying to understand like how in the morning can it make so much sense and it feels like, yep, okay, that's what we're going to do and it's fine and it's all good. And then by mid-afternoon, it's like, I, it just doesn't feel like that's going to happen. Do you know what I mean? Yes, I do know what you mean. Um, Well, this happens to me often. This isn't happening. Like for me, when I put something out there, especially when you need to talk about it, you know, when there's something you're really resisting to talk about, something you're very hesitant to talk about or resisting or you're avoiding and like we were avoiding talking about it for three weeks I didn't didn't want to think about it going back and that was (coughs) excuse me um and that was something that you know like it was festering and building up yet you have to talk about things or you have to get out your the things that you're afraid of or the things that you're that might happen or the things that you know you, you have to also be real and that conversation brought up a lot of all a lot of that pent up um, all that, all those pent up scenarios, all those things that could happen and will happen or might not happen, or uh, everything had to come out. And once they came out of the body, we created space. And then when you create space, you welcome in, especially if your um, your intention is uh, like you know what you want, you put out there what you want, not just kind of like getting it out and venting, and then uh, which sometimes venting is really good with the right intention it can be really destructive because you have to kind of make sure that you're you're asking someone if you can vent and just to let this out and you know there's the factors there but when you do have an intention and you face that fear you face that resistance you face the the thing that you're avoiding the most and you let it out and you get it out of your body you and, and get it out of your head and you get it out of like your system and your aura and you get it, you put it out because we were throwing it out. We were going all ham on it and we knew what we were going to do and we said the scenarios, you know, you, you had your thing and then I had my thing and we both had our moments of saying what we needed to say and it, it was all coming out because it had to because it's been so long that we've been holding on to that energy. It was, it was stuck somewhere. It was stuck in our minds or the back of our minds or somewhere hidden and it was festering. And then this happens and look how much it shook us. It should not have been that much of a shock. 
but because of it was such a, a such a hit we took so like because how we got here was was so awful we left in such an awful energy came here in this awful energy that's what we were holding on to we didn't realize it even though we were like easing it but facing it we were releasing all that stuck energy and then we now we've created space for something better because we asked this is all we know but we are very open and to to anything else that is possible for our, for, the, for our highest timeline in the highest and best way to take care of us so our intention is fulfilled so we can satisfy this um and this space that we want and this is and all these things that we want along with it and when that so that's what happens it's that transition you change course i, I believe we changed course we were on that like if we didn't have that conversation or if we allow that conversation instead to what's the word um ease us and relieve us if we instead of having the intention to talk about it because it was going to feel better just to have it out and to get it out and to face it and instead you know we could have allowed it to fester we could have been angry we could have been frustrated and we could have still been resistant you can talk about things and still be resistant you can still vent and still and you, it can get you more mad because the the the, the what you, the intention to vent has to be. I need to get this out, and I need a uh, I, I need a safe place to put it so, or to send it up somewhere where I, I I don't want it anymore. Sure. So it's that intention, and we've I feel like yesterday we changed course. We had the intention. We're like we have to talk about this, and you brought me up because I was like I I don't even want to talk about it. I want to think about it. Just like let's leave it, um, or just be in it for a second, because I'm tr- I'm trying to wait and to to see what I can respond to, but then you started let's talk about it, let's think of hypotheticals, and I'm like okay, well let's do that because I needed that push as well and that resistance because we're having different kinds of resistance. Mine happens differently than yours. Mm. You need to think about stuff. I need to like sit with it, yeah. and it, it it's extremely frustrating. I'm sure for you because you just want to talk about it. And it's extremely frustrating for me. I'm like, I don't want to talk about yeah. it. And that was something that we learned about each other yesterday as well. Mm. And when when you brought me up and we, t- we talked about it, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm kind of feeling better about it. Yeah. But it's not because I'm feeling better about being in that situation. I'm feeling better because I'm relieving it mm. from, from my body and I'm allowing it to leave my body and not let it worry me anymore or have a place um, in, in my timeline. And if that's kind of only, if that's all the role that conversation was to fill yesterday, well, perhaps, yeah, everything that we decided wasn't to actually serve the purpose of outlining what will happen. Mm. It was more or less just to get off our chest, perhaps, mm. what we were holding on to. Oh, I think that's definitely potentially something, for but, sure. Well, the thing is, it dissipates. It does. Like you, you said, it kind of, you don't feel it there anymore. Like it's well, not I a possibility. We also, we, we recast our focus a little bit with it. With mm. those conversations, it's like with an intention. When you set an intention, you're, you're casting your focus upon something a bit more defined. Yeah. And so, you, when you know sort of where you're going, you start to be more, become more aware of the opportunities around you that can help you to achieve it. Mm. Things become useful or you see where, see where things are useless as far as they, they aid in your intention. And so I feel like it's, it was perhaps the same thing. It was, maybe it was an unconscious way of setting an intention for the next time, for the next period of time while we're here. Yeah. And perhaps that's why it feels like those situations won't occur because in the meantime, because we've got more of a, a, an intention that's set here as a result of that conversation, 
we will become more aware of an opportunity or opportunities will present themselves to us for the remainder of our time here. Mm. Of course, this is all abstract. I've got no idea. Maybe no, maybe either. nothing will happen and, and, and we'll go back and it'll be exactly what we ultimately set fleshed out yesterday. But the point is, even if that does happen, at least we had the conversation yesterday, so we have an idea of what we'll do yeah. if that does eventuate. Yeah. I'm just wanted to bring up for the for the purposes of recording it yeah. that we just it it was just a strange a strange feeling we both had yeah. that it wasn't it's not going to happen that way. Yeah, it it does feel like it's just transmuting, like it's transforming. Sorry, the path ahead of us. Like I, I'm feeling different today than I did yesterday. Like even as the day progressed yesterday, I was feeling different. Like I was really, I was exhausted. I had a nap <laughs> after the five hours of conversation, and that sometimes you need to have that dedication, commitment to, especially something as important as that, because we're we're very focused on what we want to do, and we want to you know work to to for it to be the best, the best work that we can do, but for the right reasons, and you know this, this is our intention, it's what we want. So that's what we're that's where our focus is. <laughs> where our focus goes our energy will flow the energy is going to flow in that direction like it has with every single thing that we have put out there like we didn't put out there that intention we didn't put out there the what we were talking about and those scenarios we were just getting out our fears and seeing okay how can we make this feel better not to like not to actually solidify it and how can we just say if this does happen because it is a possibility? Yeah, how, how can we reduce the severity of our how worst can, case scenario? Yeah, it's yeah. like I don't, I don't want to go back miserable. I don't want to go back with the same energy, mm. and and neither do you. You know, you had to remind me because I was making sure that we weren't putting it out there and making it a because like we communicate differently. So for me, it goes through my filter of no, no, I don't want to put that out there. I don't want to put it out there. That sometimes why I don't want to talk about things because I don't want to put it out there. And I I do my own pro- like process of like re- doing it in energetically a lot of my you know fears and stuff I'm like I, I see it leaving my body or but for you it, it's talking you need to get it out and, and it helps me yeah, too it's not it's it, not me putting it out there it's, yeah. I'm not putting it out there to say that this is what I want to happen mm, or this no. is what I want to come back to me it's yeah. me putting it it's me saying that this is likely this is yeah, a, a likelihood likely. yeah now that being the case, at least we can talk about it so that we can be aware of it. Yeah. Instead of ignoring it and pretending like it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Yeah, exactly. That's so it's not yeah, me yeah, saying no, it's no, not me saying this is what, what I want to happen. It's me saying this could happen. This could happen. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm saying you had to yeah. pull me up on because I was, I was, like, yeah, I was with you, and then it got to a point where I felt like I heard, and it probably was my energy, obviously too, that I, I heard. I'm like, no, no, I, I don't want this to be though, because I was trying to make sure that we were allowing this to come out into a space where it can just kind of, we can give it up to the universe and it, it can, it can do its thing with it and it can utilize our intention and everything that we want. Like we understand that this is a scenario. This is what we do. If there's anything better for us in order to get this intention that we want, not that scenario, but this intention that we want for a highest good, because we know why we want it. We know like what it is we want and why we want it. I want to make sure that the energy is going in the right direction. And I think by having the conversation itself, not only does it set the intention, but it also aids the intention by clearing a lot of the tension (laughs) that perhaps would have blocked from it, uh, blocked it from being able to reach its its full potential. Yeah. For the rest of the time here, so it kind of had that double that double effect, which was good. Anyway, I think we'll uh, leave that part of the conversation there. (laughs) Glad glad we didn't preface it with just a quick aside, (laughs) because it's been twenty seven minutes. Uh, yeah, I guess we'll move on to my substack. Logan Gray, you writer. <laughs> <laughs> Wanna be. 
Yeah. What a be right. right. How did your book go yesterday? <laughs> well, okay. I'll talk about. I'll start. I guess I'll start with Substack that I'm making the post. Right. <laughs> I've never mentioned that we got books yesterday. Okay. <laughs> oh, shut up. Great. There's a chronology. You've got the floor. There's a chronology. You've got to honor the chronology. Uh, so yes, obviously I've started a Substack, and I've, I've I've spoken about that the last the last few episodes. So I am most of the way through my first post. So I'm really excited to put it out there, but I'm also at the same time painfully aware of any i any notion of proper punctuation, grammar, uh, you know, other words like syntax and and diction and all that type of stuff. I'm any any awareness I had of any of that sort of stuff has long since evaporated from my mind. So I'm I'm pretty good with basic like the basic grammar and sentence structure and all that type of stuff. But when it comes to proper technique, I've got no idea. And it's not about this like, oh, you know, be creative. You don't need technique to be creative. It's just you just do whatever comes to you, but it's it's not like that. You know, when if you're making a piece of art there's rules that you still need to follow that still need to kind of, um, there's parameters that your creativity needs to operate within. There are rules. Yeah. Even so, if, even if you're doing something abstract, there needs to be proper composition and, yes. and color, color, use of color and all yeah. that type of stuff. Exactly. So when it comes to the more equivalent when it, with writing, it's like the rules in which I'm operating as a writer I'm like not even aware of those. It's like you doing an abstract piece, having no idea about color or composition. So that's ultimately my biggest flaw at the moment is that I don't have any technical knowledge when it comes to writing. I've got ideas and I, I'm, I'm good. I can write. I can, I feel like I can get them out there, but when it comes to using a, using a proper technique in order to write them down with, I end up kind of losing a lot of what I'm saying or the impact of what I'm saying or the, the vividness of what I'm saying in, you know, excess words, sloppy technique, sure. poor grammar, all that type of stuff, just because I'm not aware of it. Cause I haven't like studied it besides primary school, you know, in literacy. <laughs> <laughs> That's not really going to get you far. Cause it? school doesn't really like high school doesn't really teach you very much when it comes to proper stuff. No, I got told off for using too many big words. Yeah. So <laughs> being painfully aware of that, I uh I I still I wrote out most of the first my first post and I'm I'm happy with the line that it's going in, but I know it can do better. The other day we bought you bought a human design book, which is really cool. You were reading through that yesterday. Very good, very beneficial. And I bought a book called The Elements of Style by William Strunk Jr. because I was looking online for good books on, I guess, English technique, mm-hmm. English language, uh, like writing technique, punctuation, grammar, prose, all that type of stuff. And the this book came up as, and people, the reviews of it were like, this is this is like my, the, the if I could recommend one book, this is like when I was looking on, I don't know, Quora or Reddit or whatever. If I could recommend one book, it would be this one. And it kept coming up. It came up a few times. Mm-hmm. So it's like, this is my Bible. I read this like once a month and I, I got it. Yeah. It's, it's literally, it's like 49 pages long. It was first published in 1918. This is the original edition. So this is over a hundred years old, this edition that I've got right now. I think there's been four editions since then, but this book was, it was 10 bucks versus the most recent edition was like nearly 30. So I'm like, ah, okay, I'll just get the $10 one. How much different going to be? So, and in the blurb, it says money, that it's... Bl- money believes much? Shut up. In the blurb, it says that... Uh, <laughs> 
uh, in the blurb it says that it's timeless, timeless inf- information. So you know what? It's it's timeless. So hundred years, what doesn't mean anything. Anyway, and I I've finished. I read the whole thing last night, and oh my god, have I a, a mighty long way to go. But I, it's really awesome. I was so so glad to to get it and to read it because it's gonna it'll help so much when it comes to grammar, use of commas versus parentheses versus semicolons. Because I'm like, I don't know what the proper use of a semicolon is. It was so annoying. You, you actually mentioned that a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. You're like, how do you use a semicolon? Yeah, I had, like, no I, I had no idea. I had no idea. And I'm like, it funny. just looks like this sophisticated little symbol and, and I see sophisticated <laughs> people use it and I'm like, I've got no idea how to use it. I, sometimes I just throw it in there. I get Sometimes I get like an inkling of like, yeah, this goes right here. Like it feels right to put this here. Or like this word feels right even though I don't know what it means. Uh, like I get those, and sometimes I'm very correct. Does this mean that you're gonna go through inward and? You're oh no, no, inward's out there now. Inward's out there. I <laughs> think like a new edition, potentially like poor, poor grammar and punctuation can be is probably with inward hidden by the fact that I've split the sentences so much. But have Hopefully. you? But have you split the sentences in the right? <laughs> <laughs> probably. Not. I don't know. I don't know. That's pretty funny. Uh, maybe it, that's why no one's buying it. No, yeah, maybe people just look at it and go, oh, "This, this guy's." technique is just woeful garbage <laughs> i love there's some bits in this book because obviously it was written by a uh shit uh, what was he was he a isn't is he a lecturer oh gosh anyway obviously very very literate and very educated on matters especially if you've written a book about it but just the 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 fierceness with which he writes about punctuation, grammar, and composition is so, so dramatic. It's hilarious. It's like, I feel like I'm watching a drama. incorrect use of a comma is indefensible. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is just inexcusable. Oh God, so funny, like words like that. It's hilarious, yeah. but it, oh, oh, amazing, right? It gives tips on um, usage. So yeah, like I said, commas, um, semicolons, they're kind of the main ones. It gives you predominant, predominantly just uh, like basics but like the, like very common basics so they're kind of the fundamentals he says in the introduction that that everyone sort of writes slightly differently but there are still fundamentals that every writer needs to be aware of mm-hmm. and so that's what he goes through um so bits of grammar and, and then he goes through composition composition is one of the main ones that i'm really concerned with obviously grammar makes a difference because a, a well a, a, or an improperly placed comma can entirely change the meaning of a sentence so, yes, I know that that's important. But, yeah, composition um, and the way you use words and the way you structure sentences and all that sort of stuff. Like, yeah, again, I'm, I'm so inexperienced and unskilled in that because I've never I've never actually properly gone into the technique of, of writing. I've just sort of written and enjoyed it. Have you ever thought about it? Like, no. No? Well, I was never going to do anything writing-wise until recently. Sure. So, this has only really come to light since I've decided, yeah, okay, I'm going to embrace it a bit and I'm going to see where it goes. Hmm. And then I'm like, okay, if that's going to be the case, I should probably learn a few things. Yeah. And especially because I, I don't read, I don't read fiction, mm. generally speaking. Um, so it'd, it'd be good. We've got some classics, so it'd be good to read some of the some of the books that we've got. Um, I generally read nonfiction, philosophy, and I know, of course, all they still have, you know, proper. It's, it's, it's different writing though. Stories are, yeah. Yeah. That's it's going to get you. It's going to deepen your because you you use yeah. metaphors and, and you use. Stories. I love using imagery and all that stuff. Like yeah, I'm not so I'm not very, a I'm not I don't I wouldn't call myself a, a fiction writer, but I'd love to, I'd love the idea of using metaphor yeah. and and that type well, of stuff story, and analogy yeah. and. That'd be fun yeah. to explore. So 
Anyway, just getting this and having a read through it last night, I'm like, there is so much. Even just like what even uh, nouns in apposition means, prepositions, uh, even what a clause. And then you've got relative, or you've got dependent and independent clauses, all that type of stuff. And then that's where the uh, use of a semicolon comes in. Oh. Would you like to give us an an example? Oh, when you've got got a sentence comprised of two... Uh, independent clauses that mean that they can stand by themselves they don't need another clause to kind of uh modify them or to uh, oh god i don't even want to pretend like i know all this stuff but a semicolon um you can uh put between the two independent clauses sure so that you can use a full stop and split them into two separate sentences but for impact or to show that they relate the the connection that they have to each other you can use a semicolon instead mm. yes and you would you're such a semicolon kind of dude oh, i love semicolon <laughs> <laughs> you you love your dramatics yeah so yeah and and a, and a handful of other things it's amazing how much information is crammed into 49 pages so that is basically going to be my next couple of days i was going to actually try and post the the substack my substack post tomorrow but uh, let's be honest. So what I'm pretty much going to have to do now is today I'm going to go through and actually learn all the new terms and the English jargon the that, that I've recently uncovered mm-hmm. and do examples and just get used to what words mean so I can actually read a sentence where he's talking about all the jargon, using all the jargon. And, and I can understand what he's saying. So that's pretty much what my day today is going to be comprised of. Um, and then I'm, I'm going to use the post that I have done, yeah. uh, the, the, the draft of it, to actually go back through it and, and basically use it as practice and correct it. And, mm. and yeah, just refine it a lot using this sort of new information that I've got. And I'm really excited for that. And then I've got one more paragraph that I wanted to construct. And then that was when I was going to post it. So... I'll um yeah I'll, I'll use what I have written as the uh, practice for yeah, sure. all this new information for me. So yeah, exciting. Very exciting. But anyway, so I am glad that I didn't get to post it posted yet because if we would have posted it out there, read this and gone, oh, cringe. No. Yeah. Are you? Did you read your stuff back or not? Oh, I haven't yet. No, no, no. So oh, maybe it's perfect. Maybe it's entirely perfect and I just somehow fluked great technique. Oh, and your intuition is right all along. You I put am the semicolon exactly right. 99.99% sure though that that is not the case. <laughs> so absolutely there'll be things I need to fix up. Nice. Uh, so yeah, that's that's pretty much going to be my day today. So that was not necessarily what I wanted to talk about specifically regarding my Substack, but I just wanted to t- I wanted to mention that because it's an important thing. It's a huge So I, I don't know ultimately it's probably going to prolong it's for a couple of days when I'm actually going to be able to post because mm-hmm. I need to work on this sort of stuff. Maybe by the weekend, I'm not sure. Because uh, I wanted to post probably Thursdays, like post each Thursday. Um, just Why? because, I just, well, I don't want to post on a weekend. Yep. And I didn't want to post on a Friday. Or a it's, Monday. Or a Monday. So it was sometime during the week. Sure. But I didn't want to post at the start of the week. Okay. So I wanted to give myself time and, give, and do it in a later later in the week for myself. Um, and not the weekend or Monday or Friday for anyone who would read it. So that leaves a window of Tuesday, Wednesday or Thursday. And I didn't want to do it in the early half of the week. So that gets rid of Tuesday. And I didn't, I don't know, I felt like Thursday just... Jupiter rules Thursday. Oh. And Jupiter's all about expansion. Well, that's actually what I meant to say was that the reason I chose Thursday was because Jupiter rules Thursday (laughs) and it's all about expansion. (laughs) So anyway, don't mock me. No, I'm not mocking you. <laughs> uh, it's just a, that's a happy, happy bonus. Uh-huh. 
Yep. So that's that's my excitement. And I'm really I'm really looking forward to it actually. To be honest, there's a few more books that he brings up in there. I'd love to get a few more books that talk about technique and stuff because yeah. I I'd like to know what the rules are. Not so I can necessarily stick to them, but if I'm going to violate the rules, then I'd like to know what I'm violating and then why I would <laughs> why violate I would, it. Yeah, sure. So. In, 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 you know. Oh, you're so gonna do that too. What? You love playing devil's advocate. What? So you're like you would love to violate rules. Like you're gonna have a rule, and you're like, oh, I'm gonna play around with this rule, and you're gonna. Oh well, sometimes for effect, obviously, it. you're probably gonna have to bend the rules a little bit. No, but I'm just saying, like, yeah. you're such the type, like, because you do it all the time. You like to change things up and mix things up, just generally. Yeah. Like when you when you have something, you just like you want to be more creative with it. You want to have a bit more fun. You want you love playing, especially with something that you love and when you do that when you're with your writing like even with the way you write like so whimsically and so just this even when you were saying um when was it was it yesterday or the day before when you were writing that post you're you're having fun with that and you were like I have no idea but you're just going along with it and you're being fun and whimsical and then you were saying that you kind of want to encourage that that thinking about it and not having everything just so blatant like you've really have this character already you already have this style that's coming out and it, yeah like, absolutely it's yeah mm. yeah and I, I just but like i have that spirit but i need to dress it up in something yeah that's that's attractive yeah and enjoyable sure. because you can have the spirit but if it's captured in in you know an ugly garment well then it's not going to be something that you're going to want to look at no. and the garment being obviously the rules and then how it's presented I understand, yeah. so that's why I'm like, I would rather... So, if I'm going to violate rules of composition and grammar and Do all that well. stuff... Do it well. I'd rather violate it with an awareness of what I'm violating and why, as mm. opposed to violate it in all ignorance of it. Sure. So, that's that's basically mm-hmm. one of the, the main things for me too, is that, yes, I want to know what the rules are so that I can actually improve my writing, mm. but I also want to know what the rules are so I can understand why one would use them. And then, if I come across a situation when I'm in my writing... I would know, mm, okay, so in ordinarily I would do this, but because of I want to generate this effect, I have to not do that and do this other thing instead. But at least I know that. Mm. I know that I'm violating the rule, yeah. but I know why I'm violating it and why it's beneficial. Mm. Obviously, I've got a long way to go. It is a compliment, him. what I'm saying. It, it's, oh, a, yeah, absolutely. it's a complete compl- it's a yeah. compliment because it's like you already know how you want to be and w- how you want to write and why you, why you want to write and mm. you want to have fun with it. But no, yeah, like you want to know if the yeah, sorry, yeah. It's like if you're a, a dressmaker, you know, you still need to create something that is a dress. Yes. And you can be so you've still got the form. You know that you have pattern. to. There's a form there or a pattern if you're mm-hmm. yeah if you're a seamstress or a dressmaker that you have to stick to. Mm-hmm. But how, what you convey in that, with that pattern is obviously where creativity comes in. Yeah. So the rules or the, the pattern itself doesn't violate your ability to create. It, it provides it with form. It encourages it. And That's where parameters. the creativity comes in. It's like you can have, yeah, it's the same thing with, with, with art. It's like if you know composition, it's like how can you be the most creative with this and not like you can deepen it or make it a little bit more exciting. Like I really appreciate when um when uh there are artists who do like abstract figures, and but they do it so well they they use like the the formula and the, and for the face the you know you've got the half and you divide it into sections but somehow they just make it work and they elongate at the right at the, like the right things and they expand certain things and they 
It's it's fascinating. It's incredible. But, but also when you know those rules when and you know yeah. what you're doing, but then you, but and then you willfully violate them just to well. just to tickle people's pickles a yeah. little bit. That's why I appreciate it. Yeah. So it's kind and of like, like oh, that in writing. Oh, look like, at what this person did! Oh my god, they yeah. violated all laws of composition. Well, but knowingly of, doing that, as opposed to ignorantly doing that, there's a big difference. Huge difference. Well, it's even like when um, I don't, can't remember what, what came first, but um, you know when you have just like typical portraiture, and you would like realism, and you would paint a picture of what's in front of you and then there were artists or surrealists who kind of like went in to fuck shit up but they did it so well that you're like oh my gosh because initially and this isn't to sidetrack too much but initially surrealists were um weren't they being ironic yeah because the time period they were rebelling against realism, yes, but they realism. were rebelling in an ironic manner and, and being like oh yeah. fuck your realism and they're yeah, just like much. I'm making fun of it and then actually became a style in and of itself yeah, yeah. That's but, really just, funny. but then that's what happens, you know. Ideas change, like things happen. Like we, we're evolving. We're always, we're always evolving. Things are always changing. They're, it's meant to, so we can expand and we can try different things and we can be creative. It's just part of yeah. life. I want to, I want to consciously violate, not that's, ignorantly yeah. violate. Yeah, uh, but then, even said that, I mean, that's I'm talking predominantly from the perspective or the stance saying that I'm going to violate no matter what. I'm not necessarily going to violate. I'm just saying that I'm probably right now violating any number of rules and ignorantly. laws ignorantly. So that being the case, if I'm going to, I'd rather do it aware of it. But if I'm, it doesn't necessarily mean I will. And that's what separates good writing and bad writing. Yeah, yes, absolutely. You know, sure. if someone if someone who wasn't aware read my stuff, were like, oh yeah, okay, that's cool. But if someone who did know, probably really, this is garbage. Yeah. And yeah, it's like cool. he's got potential. You can Absolutely. see the potential, but yeah. you're like, yeah. It's kind of like when, um, uh, when the artist from Sydney saw your stuff and said you were a young artist. That's probably what they meant. Yeah. Oh, you absolutely. Know. Yeah. There is so much that uh, I don't know. Like, but the thing is, when it comes to my art, it's 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 not it's not about that. Like, it's not about being better for me. Like, oh, I know that sounds so dumb, but. Oh, it's my focus is it, when it comes to art, it's just getting it out. It's getting it out. And the skill and all that learning the, the, the structure and the rules comes like after. Cause I saw- and when I, when I've got an inkling of like, I want to, I want to explore rule of thirds mm. and then I will be, you know, that when that inspiration comes, otherwise it's just, I need to get this out. It's just, to me, it's also the, I feel like they're tools to help refine your expression too. Yeah. So it's like a vocabulary. You you are sort of limited in your ability to express yourself by your vocabulary. Mm-hmm. If you have a limited vocabulary, you can't. There's a lack of precision that you inherently have in your ability to express yourself. Mm-hmm. And if you also there's if there's rules of expression itself of yeah, or if you're writing of punctuation and composition and all that sort of stuff, if you are ig- really ignorant of those, mm. then you're perhaps your writing is more sloppy than it should. And that sloppiness is actually inhibiting the clarity of your expression. I, yes. And it's the same type of thing with that, right? The thing is, yeah, you express yourself. It's about expressing yourself, but also being aware of being aware of all these elements of what you're doing actually probably will help to clear your, ex- to, to, have a clear expression. Yeah, well, I'm I'm learning through um, the short courses that I go on domestica for, because everyone's they they play with the same rules. So say with portraiture, they've got the um I can I don't need to like draw the lines anymore for the face. I can have that. I can see them because like they really encourage you to just look and see um, measurements as you're looking at something and using your your mind and that kind of thing. And then everyone kind of focuses on 
uses their own way to utilize the rules. So when some might be like, okay, here, draw, make a, make a grid on, on the page. Whereas someone's like the others would be well, someone else would look at, go look at what you're looking at, really see what you're looking at and trust yourself, like using it intuitively. It's what like, I like to do it. And then, you know, obviously there's like color. I'm, I'm terrible with color. It's something that's probably one of my biggest flaws when it comes to art. And I, I, I can just never get it right. And that's obviously comes with trusting myself and going to the right people to learn color because it's, it's, it seems simple. It's like, yeah, just use color. It's like, no, no, it's so, it is so complex yeah. and it's, you got to be very careful. If, I mean, you've got a kind of rules down pat, then you can kind of play around with it. And the same thing when you've got the rules. It's and like, um, it's like, I guess to make it really, again, more simple and take it into the area of sport is like a game of footy, AFL. You know, if you take the boundary line away from the arena, well, then the game, there's no limit to the field mm. of play. And so play can happen anywhere. Yeah. And it's like, it doesn't really make less sense. And, so when you, and then there's the, obviously the rules of play itself too. And when you start to, when you confine it, when there's a, a confining of the play itself by rules, mm. then it can actually flow better. And you can actually optimize the, the flow of the game by the way you you enclose it within, within rules yeah. and parameters. And obviously, if you have too many rules, you actually start to close off and stifle it. Um, and I haven't watched footy in a very long time, so I don't know what's happened now. I just—it's a very different game now to we when I used to watch it. just a ball game, in general. But yeah, <laughs> but it's but yeah. and, and the creativity is expressed in how you act within those within rules those rules, yeah. and how you play within those rules. I'm not saying that yeah. I don't think about rules when I'm painting or drawing or anything. Like obviously, my my work has improved, and I have taken the things that have the things that I want to learn, like especially when it comes to portraiture and watercolor and because my my focus at the moment is using my intuition when it comes to it but also like applying the rules but there are some rules that kind of come they come at their own time like I'm not one to sit there and structure and read a whole book on art like I have to experience it I have to I'm like if the, I'm doing a portrait and I want to use say charcoal I will watch someone doing charcoal using how to how to utilize charcoal the best and then that's how I'll learn from them but I have to do it alongside it. I can't just watch it and I can't do, or just read about it. I have to experience it. So I can, I know, I know the rules, but when it comes to experiencing each and every one of them, I haven't done that yet. And that's what I do when I'm like, what else can I do with this, with this form? Do I make it smaller and move it a little bit to the left? So it hits that rule of thirds line and then up the top, you know, like and moving things around and being like, what rule can I use at the moment? And that's to, to make this picture look better. And then I, I, I do it as I go. I can't just, well, I think that's maybe what everyone would probably do then. But yeah, for me, I can't sit there and just read about it. I have to explore it. It's like with the human design book that I got yesterday. I'm, I started reading it at the beginning and then I was reading things that weren't relevant to me. Like I was learning both defined and undefined centers but I was like, why am I, I'm reading this book to understand myself. So why don't, in order to in, keep me engaged in the book, I'm going to follow why I'm reading this book right now. And I'm like, I'm curious about this element of me. So I learned about the centers and then I, I found which, which ones mine were defined and undefined. And I explored those first. And then I got interested in the ones that weren't or were in the, in the other direction. So I went with my, like, I'm very it's classic me anyway the way I work and function when it comes to intuition because it is very I'm very open I've got a lot of open centers that um yeah kind of encourage me to use intuition over 
over logic to kind of and theory to kind of understand something. I have to physically experience. Yeah, it's good. It's not. That's not a bad thing though. Intuition is very powerful. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I obviously I can read something and understand it because I'm I'm very abstract. Obviously, you can probably tell. <laughs> so, I can appreciate a piece of a good a good piece of abstraction as opposed to necessarily having to have an experience with that, mm. um, which is a, an abstraction of. Um, but what I, did you want to talk about? Yeah, I, I guess that's a probably as good a segue as any. <laughs> What I actually wanted to talk about with the Substack before, but that was a really important thing to bring up because that is a crucial part of the process. Obviously, if I'm if I am to go forward with it, I want to I want to have brought up the fact that I have to learn technique and structure and all that type of stuff. Um, what I wanted to bring up was the kind of mental blocks, and I know you'd be able to relate to this, especially being an artist, of actually putting stuff out there because mm-hmm. that's a really daunting thing. And I've gotten very used to, especially over this these last few months, just just going for it. Mm-hmm. just putting your put just it's not going to be perfect uh you know this podcast a classic example we literally started just out in the backyard no cover no shelter or anything like mm-hmm. that the rooster going noises planes wind all that stuff going in the background i didn't even touch the uh the the audio as in like in a post-production sense mm-hmm. i literally just did it smushed the audios together and then and then posted it and yeah, it's not perfect, but it started us. And now we're at episode 45, 40, 46. We're at 40, this is episode 46. So it's kind of like, I understand that it's not going to be, it's, you're not going to probably ever attain perfection, but you you will improve over time. So I've, I understand that. And so with the, with Substack, it's like I'm battling that part of me that I guess you always come to battle when you're doing something new, you're doing something you know, different. And especially if you like it, and you're sharing it, um, and there's that fear of it not being good enough and being rejected by anyone that would see it. Um, that 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 fear is happening alongside that that mentality of just start. It's not going to be perfect. It's going to be crap. You will look back on it and cringe. Mm-hmm. You know, and and so that that's sort of the what I I have to I have to grapple with it. I am grappling with it at the moment too because there is a big part of me that's like, why do this? You're not a writer. You've never written professionally before. What makes you think anyone would be interested in what you'd have to say? You know, and and, and Substack predominantly is like a newsletter thing where you share you share information on it, whether it's news or whether you're you've got some kind of niche and you're looking to educate people on it. Is that what you're wanting to do, though? Well, it's more so just it's it's sharing my it's sharing my thoughts about what's happening in my life, kind of like what we do with the podcast, but kind of sort of perhaps writing about it and putting it in a more abstract metaphorical sense. In your way, from your perspective. Yeah, Yeah. that's it. And so I guess if anything, it's just sharing a a perspective on, on approaching the elements of your life that maybe prior to reading it, you wouldn't have been aware of. So it's not a how to guide. It's not a, uh, instruction, an instructive piece or anything like that. It's just, this is, yeah, this is the way that I, I, I express myself or this is the way that I think about those elements of my life uh, that have an impact on me in some way, shape or form. And when I can identify them and write about them, then yeah, I put it into a piece and I can share it and perhaps, I don't know, someone might resonate with it and go, ah, that's helped me a little bit. Mm. Not in like an instructive instructive way, but in a perspective way. So I don't know necessarily whether ultimately my work is suited to a platform like Substack. Probably not. But it's a place that I can start, and then I can you work into getting it? my own website. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm only asking yeah. because it's yeah. 
Because I'd love to get my own, have my own WordPress site or my, my own website. Yeah. That's, I don't know, a bit more perhaps along the lines of or in alignment with how I write. Yeah. But if this is what I have to do initially, again, like the podcast, we started uh, exclusively on Rumble. Yeah. And it was only until, you know, 20 episodes or something ago that we we moved to... Um, 20 episodes? Uh, maybe not that many. I think we were 27 was our first day here. So it might have been 30, 30 something. So it might have been 10 or 15 episodes ago. But then we moved to all the podcasting platforms. Mm. So I just, I know that it takes time and it's just about start. I've got to start somewhere, Mm -hmm. right? So that's, that's pretty much that awareness, that knowing that I've got to start somewhere is like fighting some internal war with the fear of putting anything new out there. Classic. Yeah. So I know you'd be able to relate to that too. Very much. Uh, um, the, I don't even know what advice to give because it's like people say, just start, just put it out there. Oh, well, I know. I, mean, I, don't, I don't know. And it's did, not like... Because you, you wanted to ask me questions. Did you want to guide that at all? Did you have um, any... Well, it's just, it's just interesting. Like what, what would be stopping you? Yeah, I know it's like, you know, it doesn't, you know, what's your biggest fear? Is it the fact that you're going to cringe? Because we all should be cringing at our past selves. Uh, that's oh, okay. We're moving forward, uh, not backwards. Biggest fear. I'm not sure what's biggest, but there's a couple that come what's to the, mind. Okay, good. Uh, one fear is that at this point in time, I can't see any other way of me earning an income for us. And With what you want to do. With what I want to do. This seems to be the way at this point in time that I can get, I can make an income as well Mm -hmm. and and enjoy the process of making the income. And if it's no good and and, and perhaps finding out that it's no good and it's not going to earn us an income, uh, that's a fear. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then then having to start again and go find something else. Uh, Perhaps another fear is I share it and enjoy it and it gets rejected. The classic. That's a pretty cliche classic. fear. Uh, it's all just fear of failure, isn't it? Ultimately, it comes down to a fear of failing. Yeah, it all comes back to a fear yeah. of it, it failing. And it's basically in what different, uh, how many different facets of that failure can I recognize and, and be afraid of? And it's, yeah, it's, it's a fear of it not being enough. It's a fear of uh, me not actually being good enough. It's a fear of, you know, looking like a fool and being like, I like writing. I want to put writing out there and, and it basically not going anywhere at all, falling completely flat on its face. And it's like, okay, not only was I no good at that and I thought I was, well, that's embarrassing itself. And it's like, well, now what? The thing that I thought, the one thing that I thought I was all right at, it's now gone. You know, the only and thing. Then what? And then what? And then what? That's, that's it, right? But I'm asking you and then what? No, no, no. But I'm, I'm not saying this because I'm trying to work. I'm, I need to work through the fear right now and talk through it. Because no, I, get, I know I'm, that I'm it's asking. not a rational thing and I know that's something I'm going to work through. Yeah. And it's something that, that's why I've got this, I bought this book so that I can work on a lot of those, of, the, of that stuff and start to refine myself better as a writer. Because, mm. and I want to do that. That's the thing. I'm not doing it. I'm not wanting to refine it because it's like, it's the only option. I, I have to write. I have to no, make I this know. work. It's that I want to make it work because yeah. I enjoy writing and I want to be able to write in a concise manner which is really enjoyable to read because mm. that's the thing I, i'm happy to write about using using metaphor and, and being vague with what it is that necessarily i'm writing about but i want to write in a way that you can enjoy reading even if you can't necessarily understand exactly what i'm saying because most of the time i don't necessarily understand exactly what i'm saying and i need to interpret my own work because it just comes out um 
as long as it's actually enjoyable to read, it flows, you follow it, that all that type of sure. stuff. Like that's the fact that I want to do that is a good sign. Mm. Um, and it's not, yeah, it's not because I'm, I'm afraid. It's that's more of a positive thing in the sense that it's I'm not negating a fear it's, by doing this. No, I'm, you're I'm, not. No, I'm you're just... strengthening yeah. my passion. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, that's that's absolutely a fear that, and that's one of failing. That it's not going to make us money. It's not going to be taken well. I'm going to have to look somewhere else. I feel like I'll have wasted time. I'll look like a fool by saying that this is what I'm doing. So all that type of stuff goes on, and ultimately, yes, it comes back to a fear of failing, mm-hmm. which is. A, f- a very common fear very that you have common. with with anything that you start, Pretty you know, same as this podcast. Enjoy it, yeah. We had with with nuance. Nuance was a, there was a big fear of failing that I had with nuance, mm-hmm. but also I didn't do enough with nuance to actually put it on a firm enough footing so that we actually were structured by something. We mm-hmm. had a boundary, you know, we had rules with the podcast and where it was going and what it was about. You know, there was an intention for it. There was no intention for any of that. It was just to start to do a podcast yeah. just for the sake of doing a podcast, basically, because mm-hmm. we felt like we had something important to say and it ultimately fizzled. Mm. But this one's different because it's literally in the title is the parameters of of the podcast content. and the content. Mm. So every morning we can come out and, ha- and have something to say because yeah. it's all relevant. Yeah. And it's just about figuring out how best to uh, express that information and we, we get better over time you know obviously we get better with practice and it changes yeah you know we get better with the with the quality of the show and everything let alone the content too like the audio i, I would like to think the audio has improved significantly mm-hmm. um, since i've started actually applying a little bit of post-production to it yeah and uh i don't even know if that's the right way of using post-production anyway <laughs> since i've started editing it or paying a bit more attention to the post-production <laughs> Uh, and then, yeah, I, I mean, I, I feel more comfortable before the microphone for sure. I'm feeling less edgy, like on edge mm-hmm. about say something, say something. Like, what are you going to say? Make sure the sentence flows. Make sure it's it's like I'm a lot more relaxed, and I feel as though I can actually get the sentence out without having to really focus and and struggle to to say something. Sure. So. Again, that's with anything too. So with writing and doing something, I know I just have to start and it will change and improve and, and all that stuff over time. And I, yeah. Um, and what if it does go well? What, what's, what's your big, what's your hmm, um, going in the other direction <laughs> instead of a failure? Like, let's keep it positive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what excites you most? About making it. money. <laughs> uh, That's interesting. No, you said I, I that think the the idea that I can express something in my way that resonates mm-hmm. with with someone that the even with the podcast being able to post something out there that's us yeah. that's raw us and then hear someone say that they resonated with it or that it actually had an impact on someone. Is such a such an amazing feeling. It's it's a strange feeling mm. that it that sort of thing is possible. I want that with because we've had that with this. Yeah. And I want to have that with my with my writing. With your work. Because yeah. I can talk like I can talk and that's fine. We can talk and have these conversations. This doesn't feel like it's an effort to me. Like yes, we are creating something here, mm. but it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like I'm meticulously curating anything. Well, this is conversation. We've been yeah. practicing for four years with each other. So when it comes to something like writing, I feel as though it's a craft. I mean, this is, yeah, everything's a kind of craft, right? There's, there's always areas to improve and there's, there's differences between the things, obviously. But 
I think honing this is, is good, but it's I'm, I want to move into another area that I like mm-hmm. and hone that as well and then have that potentially have an impact as well. You know, it's not even, it, it, yeah, it's not ultimately the money of it, the financial side of it. I don't care. You know, eventually, you know, I would like to be able to somehow monetize it so that I can become sufficient off of it. Mm-hmm. And if I can be self-sufficient with it or if that can sustain me, well, then great. You know, you need to be paid for your craft. Yeah. And so I would love for that to turn into my my main source of income so I can focus on it. Because obviously, while it's just something that you're doing on the side for a bit of fun, then it's it's not going to it's not going to keep you alive basically. Yeah. So if that's gonna, be, I would love it for it to turn into something. From where I sit right now, yeah. I would love for it to turn into something mm-hmm. like that 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 can sustain me and can contribute meaningfully to us um, financially, obviously, but. More important than that, that it can my work can actually contribute meaningfully to others. Mm. That's ultimately because in in the in the process of creating something like that, it's me. The whole point of it is me exploring myself, and so I feel like if 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 I'm meaningfully contributing to others or for others, well, then obviously it means I'm meaningfully I'm meaningfully contributing to myself and for myself too. So it kind of becomes somewhat of a reflection. So. I want to get to a point with it where I'm just just loving it and I know what I'm doing and I'm, I know who I am as a writer. Just like, you know, you know who you are as an artist type thing. You know what your art is to you. Mm-hmm. To get to that point where I know who I am and what I am, what I have to say and where my, my value lies with my craft and actually being able to contribute meaningfully. Yeah. I think that's that's ultimately where I would love to get. And, and then obviously for that to be, be what sustains me. Mm. It's interesting because um, that feeling only comes with practice yeah. <laughs> and your commitment to it because it needs to know that you're committed to it. You yeah. know, it's like having a relationship. It's like I, had, I need to have a relationship with my art. I need to have a relationship with um, when, the way I read cards with my intuition. I have to have a relationship. When you have a relationship with your work, you can best understand it because you connect. it's a reflection of you and your skills and you're, you've become more... Um, determined to get better and and skill up because your heart's in it and i know your heart's in it i absolutely know you can see that you can the way you talk about it and the way you want it to impact or what i would say is when i began my art and i put it out there no it wasn't try the 100 days thing 100 days of posts or something 100 days of writing and and write a paragraph or write a sentence and like just to get you and yeah, you have to put it out there because that, that's the only way. That's what really helped me, especially with the 100 Days Drunk. I, I hated probably about 80, 80 of them. I, I didn't like them, but that wasn't the, the point was more about what happened in the caption. It's the, it, it wasn't about how good – I didn't have any intention of selling any of them because it wasn't – it were just doodles and they were shit really they were they were pretty awful and anyone could do them and it's not me saying that it's like because it it wasn't about that it was about what happens in the pro it was about confidence and it's about what happens to you as you practice your craft so when it that that fear that's probably one of the things that helped me through that fear of <laughs> it not being you know perfect of all, all, all that crap that comes up in the beginning if you have a rela- if you find a way to just do a little bit and not make it perfect and that you have to do a five minute five minutes of writing and then you have to put it out there 
just because even write about the fear itself and maybe let that be your first post it's when it's when it's coming from that place that most honest place of I was terrified I, I going back it's like I the first picture I drew there was hardly a um there was hardly a caption and then as it went on the captions got longer they got deeper they got I was I was more excited about what was that what the caption was going to say it's than a, the it's image same, it's same with this podcast though right My, yeah. the descriptions that I've written has become more in depth and more yeah. I, I feel as though they've they've uh, contained more information and presented in a better yeah, way. You than, open yourself up yeah. though to, to something else. You don't. It's not just about the drawing. It's not just about the writing. It's it's your growth. It's part of you. It's it's your expression and it's you expanding. It's you learning. It's you growing and it's you serving. Like the that, and you know I know you're focusing on that and you you want that, and it's it's just breaking through that first barrier. The anticipation is the worst part, but you're never going to know. If you don't, you know, even just write, even just for yourself, do a hundred days of writing. Oh, but I get it. Yeah, I, I get it. You know, and those are things that I'd love to. I'll figure out. I'll figure all this type of stuff out as I go. Maybe the hundred days of writing will be something that really suits. Yeah. You know, but you don't even have to share it with anyone. You just just write. You know, I don't know. Well, that's I'll, I'll need to practice. I'll need to practice like the the style. I need to practice mm. the way I actually write. Yeah. And the the rules that with which I write. Because mm. um, you already know how like. I mean, you shared with me what. Um, I know what works. I know what I feel works for me, and I know how what feels right for me when it comes to how I how I present my information yeah. or my my idea. That's fine. So I just need to basically practice how to best mm-hmm. convey it, and that's that is absolutely something I can do personally. And I'm really excited. Like today, yeah, I said today's in the next couple of days are probably just going to be full full blown like study days, really going into the nuts and bolts of, of all this this type of stuff mm. and and then you know hopefully being able to get to the post that I've already mostly constructed and then re- refining it yeah. and then completing it and then that can be the first post mm-hmm. I don't, like I said I don't know necessarily when that's going to happen yep. but it, it's again it's, it's it's something that I'm glad I was able to at least get this and read this and be aware of it before I posted so that I could actually do that because I, I appreciate what's contained in this post uh, but I, I know I can do it. I do a better job of it, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I didn't know how. Sure. And with this information now, I'm hoping I that I can actually go back and refine it and, and do a, do a, uh, the idea a much greater justice mm. than what I would have otherwise have done it. So, yeah, I, I, I'm really excited for it, and I'm not going to let it. I've learned not to let the fear get in the way. Mm. Like I said this podcast has, has definitely been. That I've gotten over the the nervousness of approaching the mic. Mm. You know, when you put a microphone there and you're conscious of your being yourself being recorded, it's an incredibly intimidating thing at first. Yeah, incredibly intimidating. I'll, I'll never forget, even when we started with Nuance, because having the experience of Nuance helped. Obviously, when we started doing this, yeah, it was less daunting. But when I, we first sat down in Back of Smash to start recording, and there was a microphone there, you're like, oh, holy! <sighs> this it's like. It's like the world is in front of you right now. There's like the, the billions, billions of sets of eyes are staring at you when you look at that microphone. That's what it feels like. Mm. And it's absurd, obviously. You know, you, no one's going to listen to you. No. Not initially anyway. No one did. So you, it's literally just you and, you know, us two and the microphone between us and we're talking. But over time, when you get used to it, it becomes less intimidating and more a, a tool and you start to... Like you said, kind of having a relationship with your craft. It's like with this podcast. It's like we're, we're in a better relationship with the microphone and what we're doing and all that. So we're feeling more relaxed and loose with 
the work and we're feeling a bit more confident in ways that we can go about playing around with it Mm. because we're starting to find a bit of a groove. Uh, I'd say we're starting to like properly. Yeah. And that's a really good thing. And now that we're finding a groove, we're better able, I think, to operate within it and also to know where to push it a little bit and get a bit creative. Yeah. So... That's ex- it's all it's all exciting, but yeah, I just wanted to share a little bit about that with my Substack. Yeah, and just yeah, it's part of the process. With your writing with where I'm at with with my writing. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah, mm. that's yeah, definitely. And um, I, I think it's it's very important to to share that. And I, again, I just want to be open and honest. <laughs> like, but this is part. This is what you're going through right now, and that's part of the process. Every day, it's been something different, something new, which it does every single day. Even if you have a routine, it's things different things come to to you because it's that's what life is that's what the universe is that it's always going to it's going to force you to grow it's going to force you to evolve it's going to force you to be better and different and in every moment absolutely and it's obviously in your hands to change our timeline if you wish yep if you want to get in touch with me my instagram is logan.d.gray the, my substack itself is logangray.substack.com and the email address for the show is itppc at protonmail.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, my Instagram is yuja.com and no, yuja.gray <laughs> and my website is yuja.gray.com. Uh, the links to all of it is in the, in the description. I love you. I love you. Have a blessed day. Have a blessed day. <laughs>